ऑडियो हॉप पॉडकास्ट दिस इज द विस्की एडवाइजर शो ऑन दिस शो वी सैंपल सम फाइन विस्कीज शेयर इंटरेस्टिंग टेल्स एंड ट्रिविया एंड आंसर योर मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट क्वेश्चन अबाउट विस्की एंड नाउ हियर्स योर होस्ट द विस्की एडवाइजर उदय बालाजी Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Whiskey Advisor show. Last week we journeyed to Scotland and we looked at what turned out to be a really entertaining tasting of the Glenfiddich 12 and 15. So this week we're going to stay in Speyside and go to another really famous distillery not too far from Glenfiddich. It's going to be the Glenlivet. Joining me as always is the Whiskey Rook Piyush. Glad to be back with you. Glad to have you on the show again Piyush. Um so now We'll just step back a little bit to the previous show. Do you remember that we spoke about glens? Yes. Yeah, the definitely. narrow valleys. Yes. So again, the Glen Livet is named after a valley that is by the River Livet. So okay. that's where the name Glen Livet comes from. Okay. Yeah. So this is a distillery again with a really long history. You know, we talked about illicit distilling back in the day, and uh, even before the Excise Act of eighteen thirty-two, there was distilling going on. Uh, in speyside as we spoke about so there are even records in 1822 of a royal visit to speyside mm-hmm. so this was king george the 4th who came to the region and he really wanted to try this illicit glenlivet that he'd heard of so you know in a way this illicit uh, liquor kind of got an implicit approval from royalty okay so the word kept getting spread of this really high quality uh, whiskey around that but as we spoke about earlier you know there was a lot of tax being lost because of the illicit distillation yeah. not a whole lot of uh, you know regulated distillation was I mean there was actually no legal distillation that was uh, in practice in the area so there was one gentleman by the name of the duke of garden mm-hmm. who was a big landlord so okay. he had a lot of people that he a lot of farmers that he used to lease out his properties to and he was aware that there was a lot of distillation happening and he wanted to make sure that we were getting money from it yeah so he pushed through a bill which was the excise act that came into effect in 1832 sorry 1823 so in 1823 the duke of garden pushed through a bill that made uh, distillation legal okay right we spoke okay. about this in the excise act in uh, the history of scotches yeah so the first person who took advantage of this was a gentleman by the name of george smith who was a farmer who was a tenant on one of uh, the duke of garden's uh, lands aha okay so he went from being an illicit distiller to a legitimate distiller starting his distillery called the glenlivet okay so he is the founder of glenlivet. exactly okay so it's a first licensed distillery in scotland is the glenlivet okay but now since you're talking about uh, you know from being illicit to being a legitimate one how was this transition for george smith and glenlivet it was actually quite tricky from what i heard so apparently uh, he used to walk around with a couple of loaded pistols uh, on himself every time oh. because there were a couple of instances where he was waylaid by the previous uh, friends that he had who were fellow illicit distillers who now became kind of like you know uh, the only illicit guys around because he had gone legitimate okay right? okay so he is supposed to be a really brave and daring man and he uh, put in a really strong um, you know standard very high standard and quality 
of whiskey that is being produced. Okay. So I'll ask you a question, you know. Uh, have you seen, noticed the word the in the Glenlivet? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, but does it have a special meaning? Okay, so here's what happened. Because his quality was so high, every distiller around there started, you know, kind of calling their whiskey Glenlivet. So in a way, Glenlivet became a proxy word for Speyside whiskey. Okay. So then George Smith took, uh, you know, all the distillers to court and they, there was a bit of a legal battle that happened. And that legal battle ended up with what's called the Glenlivet indenture. 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 Yeah. Okay. So it's basically an agreement between the other distillers and Glenlivet to make sure that they did not call themselves Glenlivet, but they could hyphen it. So for example, they could be Tom and Tool Glenlivet, McAllen Glenlivet. You'll still see on the Tom and Tool bottles on the back, it'll say Glenlivet in the name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it went from being Glenlivet to the Glenlivet. So that's the story. All right. So, so we talked about George Smith all this time. Now, uh, there have been a whole lot of owners. There have been mergers, demergers that have happened in the history of the Glenlivet. But currently, the owners are one of the giants in, uh, you know, world liquor, Pernorica. Okay. So this French company has a lot of powerhouse brands. You may not have heard of Pernorica, but you would have heard of these brands. For example, even in India, they own Blender's Pride. Okay. And they own major brands like Absolute, Jameson, Shivas, Ballantines, Beefeaters. The list just goes on and on. But the distribution clout of Perno has made Glenlivet, the Glenlivet a real uh, force to reckon with in the global single malt market. And uh, the stats that we have as of 2017, they sold just over a million cases to put them in number two spot after Glenfiddich. Wow. Yeah. That's a huge number. There's some serious sales. Yeah. And I was actually reading uh, the other day also, you know, that there are some uh, references of the Glenlivet or it makes appearances in uh, on the silver screen as well. So next time you watch The Mummy, okay. look out for it. Okay, there's yeah. a hint. I'll definitely go and watch The Mummy. I've actually been wanting to watch it too. So maybe we can watch it together and look for the bottle. I'm game. Okay. But now, well, Uday, you know, uh, we, when we drink, you know, we all have stories surrounding it. So there's one involving Glenlivet uh, that happened when I was in college. Yeah. So what happened was, uh, you know, how college days are, we are less on cash and we just want to drink to get drunk. And, you know, that was the case. So I will not name the brand which we used to drink because then there'll be a heavy judgment against me. So uh, there was this uncle, my friend's uh, father who apparently got to know that we are drinking certain brands which he according to him are like prohibited so he comes to us and he says uh, Piyush you know uh, why are you guys drinking all this you know probably what you need to do is you need to do you know relish the whiskey you're tasting you know relish the drink you're drinking you just can't you know gulp uh, you know peg after peg and just get high so that was the time when you know we got introduced to Glenlivet so there's a special connection with this brand and you know that's how I remember Glenlivet and apparently that was the only time I had it because back in the college days it's like a luxury right that's great to hear you know that's a message that we should keep passing on to people as well really relish what you're drinking yeah great advice yeah now actually considering you brought up a story let me tell you about little story how the Glenlivet has had an impact on my life okay so this is quite a few years back so we have a local club here so my wife and I went for a tasting and um 
it was a tasting of four different Glenlivet expressions. Okay. So I thought, okay, you know, there'll be like a handful of people who are, how many people are going to come to like a whiskey tasting? But it turned out to be nearly 50 people who came. Okay. And I was really quite excited to see that, uh, they, you know, they wanted to know how it was made, what are the nuances, how was the 12 different from the 15. It was quite exciting. So in a way, that turned out to be uh, a bit of a spark for me to change my hobby of whiskey into a career now. Okay. Yeah, so that's my Glenlivet story. So, in fact, you know, we should all thank uh, Glenlivet in a small way because that's why we got our whiskey advisor, isn't it? Well, I guess certainly one of the whiskeys that did it. Okay. But now, talking about tasting, let's start with ours today. We hope you've enjoyed the episode so far. But before we go ahead, here's a word from our partner. Enjoying this podcast? You can also catch this and 200 plus such podcasts on Carva 2.0 with BBC India, Film Companion, Open Mic Poetry, Sadhguru Isha Foundation, Indian classical renditions by the greatest maestros, stories, rhymes and GK for your kids. Oh, and did we mention the 5,000 preloaded songs and 100 plus unique playlists every day? To know more, go to www.saregama.com now. And we're back. Let's continue. So what are we tasting over there? So we're tasting the Glenlivet 12. On most of the shows, we're going to be tasting the core expressions, Mm -hmm. which really represent what that distillery is. Okay. Okay. You know, just to, again, reiterate it to uh, the listeners as well. You can drink the 15s and the 18s and the 21s. But to truly understand what the distillery is all about, start off with the core bottlings. Okay. Okay. So it'll be the Glenlivet 12 for us today. Okay. Shall I pour? Yes. So this is 10 ml. More or less 10 ml. Slanja. Slanja. All right, let's just start off with, you know, the usual methodology. Uh-huh. Swirl it in your glass. Let me know what legs you see. Uh, so, it's taking time to come down. So, I feel this is going to be a, a bit of a mouthful. It's, uh, in my opinion, it is coming down a little. It's kind of medium bodied is what it yeah. looks like. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And then going on to the color. Uh, I see... Deep gold? Yeah, about deep gold. That's good, right? Yeah. Now let's take it on the nose. So my first thing is, you know, I'm getting a punch, uh, a fruity punch. Okay. Uh, Maybe a a hint of citric. Mm -hmm. Uh, A a bit of chocolate. I'm I'm tasting, Mm -hmm. I'm getting a bit winey flavor, Mm -hmm. Uh, a, a bit chocolate. I guess that's about it for me. Yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, it's definitely that apple, honey, citrus, yeah. and a light milk chocolate uh, flavor. I'd say kind of toffee. Yeah. And yeah, a little yeah. bit of kind of orchard fruits is what I'm now getting. Now I'm getting toffee after you said yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And on to the palate. As you can see, this is fairly medium bodied. It's not yeah. a heavy whiskey. Yeah. Sweet. But I, I get a lot of food on the palate. There is, there's a certain kind of that sherry wood influence yeah. that is coming in. Yeah. But I always find that, you know, 
when i use this in a tasting and i compare it with other whiskies there's a little bit of kind of tooty fruity okay that i can taste so people kind of find it a little strange that i say that but you now suddenly i can smell tooty fruity yeah. now <laughs> so just in summary you know so what we've seen so far piyush got some great notes so on the nose it's apple honey citrus light milk chocolate some toffee very orchard fruity on the taste that definitely translates so and it's got a medium body and a sweet again that hint of sherry really comes on the palate rather than on the nose um so it's a very you know elegant whiskey and the finish is also kind of medium so it's a very pleasant easy uh you know when you're starting to get into whiskey this is a great one to try okay yeah okay so let's go on to the whiskey range yeah uh so glenlivet has a whole plethora of whiskies out there mm-hmm. but as per their categorization there's four different uh, you know collections that they have one is a taste which okay. is just entry level founders reserve mm-hmm. non age statement whiskey okay. and they have a heritage range with 12 15 18 and 21 expressions mm-hmm. okay and they have the travel retail range which mm-hmm. is called the master distillers range so you can find it in duty free uh but the one that i really find interesting and you could say that i recommend it as well is to look for the nadura range okay uh so nadura and gaelic means natural mm-hmm. and what they mean by natural is they kind of harken back to an old way of whiskey making okay in that these uh bottlings are cask strength mm-hmm. they non chill filtered mm-hmm. we looked at that earlier so it preserves a lot of different uh, flavors it doesn't strip it out by chill filtration mm-hmm. uh so they very kind of you know raw whiskies in that sense okay okay uh so there are three expressions that they've got there's the oloroso uh sherry matured there's the first fill bourbon matured and the third one which i found really interesting was a peated whiskey cask finish okay so this one is they've taken the glenlivet whiskey and put it in a cask that used to have peated whiskey okay so it's quite unique you know when you think glenlivet you don't really think about you don't think peaty right yeah, that's yeah. not glenlivet it's yeah. a light floral fragrant uh, whiskey that does not have any peat in it yeah yeah in fact there's one thing that i forgot to mention during uh, the tasting the glenlivet 12 would strongly fall in the fragrant and floral flavor camp okay okay and so yeah in conclusion i'd say the whiskey advisor definitely recommends seeking out the nadura range okay Uh so that's it for this episode. So next week we'll be traveling to another whiskey region which is really famous for its robust heavily peated whiskies and we'll be featuring a really iconic brand that some of you might have heard before. But in the meantime, please send in your questions and comments via email, Instagram or Facebook and we'll answer as many as we can. All our handles are at the end of the show. Till then, drink well and drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. If you want to learn more about whiskey and Uday's work, visit thewhiskeyadvisor.com. You can send in your questions to us on uday@thewhiskeyadvisor.com or Instagram or Facebook at thewhiskeyadvisor. That's whiskey without the e. The show was brought to you by Audio Hop Podcasts. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter at Audio Hop Podcasts. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep your spirits up. and drink responsibly